Hey, welcome to Pandemic Pints, or as we like to call it now, the pub. We would like to invite you to, you know, pull up a, a chair, make yourself comfortable, get yourself a beer and join us uh, for today's episode. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing, we're, we're going we're gonna to look on the bright side of life. We're going to be talking about the, the best things about this, about this lockdown. Um, obviously, before we, we get into it, we do want to say, as, as always, a huge thank you to the people who are listening, watching, sharing, commenting, uh, giving us some, some feedback. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. And uh, with that said, let's, let's crack open a beer. Oh, sounds fantastic. Oh, yes. It's uh, great to be back for another pandemic pints here. I'm drinking Guinness. What are you drinking there today? Struggling with this bottle top. Um, so today I went, you went local with Guinness and I went local, local with, um, this is some locally brewed McGargle's Francis's Big Bangin' IPA. So it's a West Coast US style IPA brewed locally here in Selbridge, Kildare. It's actually it's probably about equidistant from each of our houses. Rye River Brewing, it's about um, yeah. two kilometers, three kilometers maybe from each of us. Yeah, right um, between Lake Slip and Selbridge. Yeah. Um, big Bangin' IPA. Big Bangin' IPA. I wonder why they got that, where they got that from, that name. Uh, I'm about to find out. IPAs um, give you a banging hangover, don't they? <laughs> well, I only have the two of them, so hopefully I'll be okay. Um if anybody from McGargles is watching or Rye River Brewing is, is watching or listening, throw us on a beer. Thanks. Oh, uh, yeah. There we go. Maybe, maybe Guinness will send over a free keg to the house, you know? That'd be great. Yeah. That would be great. That's actually quite good. I'm not an IPA fan, but that's actually lovely. I, I do like IPAs. There's just so much. There's only so many I can stomach. Mm. Before I'm on the yeah. floor, because they're yeah. traditionally fairly strong. I'd imagine that one's strong. fairly strong. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, I should <laughs> should check this. It's um, seven point one percent. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Imperial IPAs. Those are up in the nine and ten percent. Those are those are deadly. No. There was a stout that I had got. It was a local stout when I was in Central Pennsylvania. And it was uh, Dragon's Milk Stout, 12.5%. I had four of them. I don't remember the last one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Awesome. That's a good-looking pour, JP. I think three episodes in, you've... you've, I I don't want to talk too early on this, but maybe you've perfected the the, the pour from the can. Well, it's really hanging on the edges there. I think the temperature is nice. It's not too cold. I put it in the freezer for about an hour before I, we got here because they were warm. Very I, nice. I do think I need to invest in a proper Guinness glass, though. You know, I'm yeah. drinking out of these, you know, crummy mm. American pint glasses. They're not they're not made for pouring Guinness, and you know, yeah. But but it's Very it's nice working. Man. It's it's good. It's good. It's good taste. <clears throat> so I guess we'll jump into today's topic then, which is uh, as I mentioned. Looking on the bright side of things, the, the best things about this lockdown. So let's have it, JP. What, what are some of the best things about this lockdown? Well, I actually want to preface today's conversation with two things. I think the first thing we need to say is that we are trying to speak into people's lives in a way that the majority, there's many people out there that obviously have lost loved ones at this time, yep. have had serious financial crisis in their own life, maybe are struggling to even put food on the table and stuff like that. So 
uh, all across the world. So, you know, our situations, I think, uh, are a little bit easier than maybe other people's for us to look on the bright side. So I just want to say that sure. piece as well. And but very I, well referenced. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I think it's worth sharing that I wasn't always looking on the bright side. I think, uh, <laughs> I think there's days that I'm like, oh, geez, like even Monday, I was like a dog. I just, I had no interest. I was a real negative attitude, honestly. But I, I remember mm. initially when we went into lockdown, that was the hardest, that was the hardest part. Um, I remember a couple nights just like staring at the ceiling, just stressed, anxious, like constantly thinking, you know, not like the, the world's over, but like, thinking about all the ways that it's inconveniencing me or it's negatively impacting my life. Just just, just be that negative cycle of just thinking. And that, geez, that took a lot of time and effort to get out of that. You would be one of the, uh, you know, as a friend, having you as a friend and a few other people, I think helped snap me out of that. But I think that's it's very easy to fall into that negative cycle of thinking that mm. of just, oh, woe is me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and everyone has their own individual uh, experience of it. Some people struggle more to get out of that ne ne negative cycle than other people, which is is fine. That's the way people are programmed. Um, but I guess we're hoping from today's episode that, you know, if you are feeling down, if you are feeling like this is, you know, all a bit too much, um, if you want to, you know, take take some ideas from us, what we kind of view as some of the best, like they, these might be very minor uh, and some people might view these as minor, but sometimes it's the minor things that, that are the best. Um, so with that, I'm going to suggest number one is spending time with family. Uh, I think this has been one of the the major positives uh coming from all this not my my extended family obviously because i'm you know not a pandemic denier as we discussed in last <laughs> week's episode but um spending time with my immediate family my, my wife and and my son here at home we are we, we're all good we haven't you know um had any major falling outs uh, as of yet everybody is happy i think we managed to get ourselves into a good routine early and I think that helped a lot to to turn it from a you know a negative into a into a positive. Um, and on on the whole, you know, if if I was going about my regular nine to five and I wasn't here as much as I'm here, I wouldn't be. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't see Killian every morning. I'm usually gone before he gets up. Uh, by the time I get home, it's dinner time, and then it's it's to bed. Whereas now I have the the option to 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 get him out of bed. We can have breakfast together. We can watch some TV. We can you know hang out during lunchtime. I can pop downstairs, upstairs, you know, kind of as I wish. And it's um, it's great. And I think I think he appreciates seeing me more around the house. Um, I know that Erica probably benefits from me being around the house more often um, as well. Although sometimes perhaps not. But uh, I think on the overall. Um, she does and I think for me it's it's great too because I know you know I'm looking into the future almost and I'm thinking well this will end you know the lockdown will end and is the expectation then that everybody just goes back to the way things were in terms of you know I'm out the door at 6 a.m I'm back at 6 p.m there's a lot of uh, time away from home and I'm I'm not looking forward to that to be honest with you mm. yeah no it's it's 
on my end too. I I had I think in January February I was gone for work seventeen days, and then in March April and May I was gone. I was scheduled to be gone um, at least three weeks, almost four weeks. You know, about three and a half weeks. Yeah. I was going to be gone from the kids. So, you know, it which you know to not have those trips um, at first. All I thought about was the negative impact on me financially. Mm-hmm. But then I just started to shift my focus to the positive of spending time with them. And that is not to say that it has not been incredibly hard to, because I'm just not used to being at home with two kids. You know, I feel like I'm running a daycare sometimes, yeah. you know, and it's, and that's not, you know, that's not, you know, that's not, not normal for us. Uh, but just, it has definitely made me a better dad in many ways. Um mm-hmm. Though there's some been some bad moments, but there's there's it's definitely <laughs> overall. I'm just like yeah. getting to spend all this time with them that I yeah. never would have spent, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, it's really valuable. Yeah, and and for them too, I think you know maybe we don't realize it because we're the adults in the situation, but perhaps you know in the future, a couple of years down the line, if if they're perhaps they're too young to remember, you know, let's see, maybe they're borderline, but. Um, Maybe they look back on this and you know really appreciate that time too, which is I think a huge, a huge positive as well. Um, it's it's a really good thing. Yeah, and it I think the whole thing too is it's caused us to question, at least me to question, like, is it really healthy to be gone as much as that we're gone? You know, like I mean, other people to are, are really raising our kids in right. so many ways. We send them off out the door; they're gone from eight to five. They spend more time with people that are not their parents than sure. they sometimes do than their parents. So yeah, hey, it just causes us to think a little bit on that. So the making the most of that time together as a family, obviously, it's, it's, it's been a real positive. I'd say the second big thing for me is that we've I actually feel more connected with my group of friends right in the pandemic than I did pre-pandemic, yeah. and that is because I think we've been really intentional. Mm-hmm. about creating opportunities for us to all connect, you know, and have virtual pints hangouts and playing poker yep. during the week, you know, while we're and and doing that on the on a Zoom call while we're doing that just having a chat and that has been incredibly special to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's no way that I would have spent this much time with friends over the last let's say a month to 6 weeks. Like there there's no way. There is no way either of our wives would have said uh, can I, you know, I, I'm just going to go to the pub, um, you know, last Saturday and the Saturday before and, you know, a couple of Saturdays <laughs> before that and maybe a Monday and it's like, you know, come on, let, let's be real here. That That's not uh, achievable. But um, now that we're all connecting remotely, it it is uh, achievable. Like we would, and I'll, I'll speak for both of us, but step in if, if it's incorrect, but we would we'd see each other a good bit. We'd see some of the lads that live close to us a good bit, but some of the lads that live down the country, we wouldn't see, but for a stag party or, you know, a birthday, not that they're really even celebrated anymore. Um, And then that's about it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the, you know, even Melissa, my wife, she's been connecting on zoom and doing quizzes with her friends from college and her friends from high school mm-hmm. she would probably speak to these people two three times a year you know 
never see them unless yeah. it was a wedding. And it's yeah. like, it's really cool. They're doing that tonight. They got that quiz thing. We're yeah. getting together with our friends on a weeknight. Yeah. When was we haven't gotten together with friends on a weeknight oh, on a consistent right. basis since college. I, like, I think agree. about that. I would like, agree. <laughs> we're now playing poker two yeah. nights a week. You yeah. know, just everybody. And it's easy. And it, here's what here's what I think is really powerful about this though, is that it's not I don't I don't I don't think this is just we're all gonna go back and it's gonna be yeah. over, you know. I, I agree. think yeah. I, I think, think this is here to stay. Mm. I think this is huge. I think yeah. people are gonna be like, we should start doing more of these Zoom yeah. calls. I think we're developing. A, um, I don't know what it is. We're we're kind of figuring out how to use virtual technology to actually stay connected yeah. beyond just the t texting, which I think is really sh shallow levels of communication in and yeah. connection. But virtually is cool. I, I was saying to Erica the other day that you know I always wished one day i'd have a house and i can invite my friends over and we can have poker nights and now i now i don't have to do that i can just you know log in set up a game everybody uh please gamble responsibly by the way um <laughs> but you know everybody can can sit at home have a couple of beers nobody has to worry about driving nobody has to worry about you know bringing food or yeah or just you know stepping away from their family they can be there if if your family needs you if something needs to be done you can, you know, get up from the table uh, and and walk downstairs, and it's just it makes everybody's life um, easier. It's it's fantastic. Who who came second last night? Last night, yeah. Who did? Me? Did you? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, that's amazing. I I do hope that obviously we'll, we'll go back and we'll we'll spend time in person, but I do really really hope and think. That um, once once this pandemic is kind of wrapped up or whatever it is the next stage, mm -hmm. that people will, uh, I think people will stay in touch this way because it's been yeah. it, there's it's been really fun to do that rather than just sit down on the couch and watch the old Netflix. You know, yeah. I think people have found new ways to be creative and connect. Yeah. Um, so if we jump on to another point, uh, a benefit of this lockdown, one that I'm noticing is is saving money a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the whole working from home and and you know some people we realize and and uh, we acknowledge have lost their jobs and this is not a good time for them financially uh, but for the people who who have managed to you know stay lucky and and stay employed and have some kind of income coming in uh, there's definitely much less expenses uh, and maybe it's going back to you know going for a couple of pints on a Saturday night, which would set you back. Geez, on, on the conservative side, it would set you back fifty quid. It would it would set you <laughs> back, you know, a good bit more uh, than that. Whereas now you can get a couple of beers from Rye River Brewing in any spar probably in Ireland, and you can um, have a couple of beers at home, hang out with your friends. It's obviously not the same, but. Um, you're not paying taxis and buses and trains and so on and so forth. So I think that that has been a huge, uh, a huge thing for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've saved a fortune because typically when I go out and I've had a few pints, then I start buying everybody else pints too. And you start paying for taxis as well. So I start paying more than the taxi man wants. More than he wants. Like yeah, he's trying to give it back to you. No. Yeah. 
that was a that was a that was a good night with me and you <laughs> there. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're saving money financially. You know, I think everyone's in different situations. Yeah, I know. You know, for whatever we're saving, we're probably you know from the business side might be losing. But what I think has been powerful for me is I think I hopefully other people are seeing this is. I think there's a lot of excess we have in our lives that we just don't need that doesn't provide value. You know, Absolutely. obviously going out and meeting up with friends for pints is, is something that I will, I'm not saying that that doesn't have value. That does great value, a lot of fun. But um, there's just a lot of spending, just constantly going out to the store and just oh, buying, yeah. you know, just that we don't, it doesn't, doesn't need to happen. Yeah. It's pointless mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, it's uh, hopefully, you know, I can use this as a, Kind of reset on our spending. We've actually just did a purge of the house today. We we spent mm-hmm. all day cleaning stuff out, saying we've been in the house nonstop for like six weeks, right? So, mm-hmm. and we still haven't touched this stuff. We haven't the kids haven't touched these toys, so we've just bagged it all up, and you know we're going to donate it once that, yeah. those things open up. So it's been nice to kind of clear things out and just realize all the things that you don't need and mm-hmm. uh, and save a bit of money while we're at it here. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think it's it's great as well. Um, like you touched on, not just saving the money, but but specifically about the material side of things and how you you quickly realize that you have way too you don't need a lot of stuff. It's it's just there because you at the time wanted it. And I guess it's a reflection on society. We've become this consumer society where you know I want that now, and it's here. And you know you have online shopping everything is delivered the next day and so on and then like you said six weeks or six months later you realize well it was never really it didn't add any value therefore why did i even get it in the first place and i think a lot of people are reflecting on that now and realizing um there's a lot of junk sitting around the house that needs to be purged yeah i I think just like if you go to the i was going to the tesco it's it's quite the ordeal because you obviously are, I'm, we're trying to minimize our trips, but even if you do go, you're waiting in the queue for 30 minutes, 45 minutes to get inside of the shop most of yeah. the time. So what that's done for us on a food aspect too, is we buy less food or we waste, we, we waste less food. You know, yeah. I think because we're like, Oh, what, how can we make this work? So we're making less trips to shop. Mm-hmm. Amazon's delivery is not next day anymore. So it's like, yep. Duh. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I don't, if I can't get it the next day, and I'm like, ah, you know, like I, I'm not just, I'm just not purchasing as many things because there's like, yeah. oh, it might take two weeks, yeah. Um, unless it's a grill, we won't talk about that. A barbecue <laughs> grill. I'm still waiting for my barbecue grill that I ordered two weeks ago. Fingers crossed. I mean, today would have been the day for the grill. I mean, it is 18 Celsius outside, which I think I asked Google this morning. It's 65 Fahrenheit, so it's a beautiful day for a grill. Um, Every day in the last three weeks would have been nice for a grill. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's been and great weather for quite a while yeah, now. Yeah, they're looking to forecast. It's nothing but clouds and rain the next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, you, you mentioned you mentioned Tesco there, JP, and and going uh, grocery shopping, and that's kind of a segue to the next uh, best thing about lockdown, which is I think eating more healthy. Now I say that with you know, there's a couple I spoke a couple of weeks ago about air fryers and how you know our one has been worked to the max but um i do think we're eating more healthy purely because we're not picking up stuff on the go so for example if i was at 
if I was to go to my office to work, I would usually go for lunch, go to the store, pick up lunch. I'd be more tempted to pick up, I don't know, maybe a chicken roll or pack of wedges or something like that. Whereas now my lunches, I'm eating salads every day for lunch. It's been a total uh, change in, in, in diet, especially during the nine to five. Uh, after work, you know, dinner, we're not, uh, not that we would go for many takeaways anyway, but I don't think I've got a takeaway since I think maybe the first weekend of the lockdown, we got one and then we haven't got any since then. So it's all home cooked meals. It's all, you know, good ingredients, natural ingredients. Um, Why haven't you done the takeaways? I think what you were saying earlier about the hassle of going to Tesco and the thought of like, well, I guess I could get it, I could get something delivered, but that for me, the thought of somebody touching the food, ringing the doorbell, you know, placing it there, I think there's in my subconscious is like, well, I don't want anybody touching my food. So not in the middle of a global pandemic anyway. I, I think that's actually put us off takeaways, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, and, because somebody introduced us to an air fryer, uh, we're making, <laughs> you know, homemade fries. We're making, you know, chicken wings, stuff like that, which is not obviously the best of food, but we're doing it in, I guess, you know, the healthy uh, way. Yeah. Is there someone in Ireland that's doing takeaway pints or is that somewhere in America? I read there is. Yeah. I think in Dublin somewhere they're doing takeaway pints. I was thinking about this, though. So by the time by the time the pint is poured and it's settled and it's brought to your front door, sure, it'd be flat, wouldn't it? But I'd say it's just drive-by takeaway. Or no, that doesn't make any sense. You can't drive with a pint. I don't know. So unless unless maybe he's got like a keg in the boot and he and he drives to your house and like pours it like in your driveway and then like leaves yeah. it at the at the door. But uh, that, that's, that's a lot, a lot of, of handling. That's a lot of handling going on there now. Yeah, I we've started doing the one takeaway a week, but it's a big thing yeah. I think too is just trying to support local businesses too. You know? Absolutely, yeah. I, you know, so that's 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 been our thing, but we uh, we don't. Uh, other than that, I, I don't know if we're eating that much healthier here. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, you know, but I think what's nice is to sit down and come back to the family piece is just to eat as a family every night too, you know, you know, whereas you're not, um, and I know a lot of families that I've talked to with maybe even older kids, they've enjoyed that. Maybe the kids were busy with sports, they run around doing all these other things. Uh, a parent was late working late. Now people are sitting down and eating together, which I think is really important. I think it's, you know, to have that time, you know, once a day where people sit down and break bread, you know, hang out. I think that's a good time. So yeah. I, I, Melissa's been making a lot of cookies like every night. Yeah. She's throwing <laughs> cookies in the oven. So we had some delivered at our door one morning, actually. Yeah. You did? <laughs> yeah. We did. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not against Melissa making more cookies and <laughs> bring them to, to neighbors. That's totally fine. Um but yeah, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah. But I suppose it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good time. Like she enjoys that. She, exactly. That's her, you know, her new lockdown thing maybe is, is making cookies. She's using natural ingredients. She's sharing them. So she gets a lot of value out of that as well, which is, which is great. And I saw online, particularly on Twitter, a lot of people, you know, making homemade masks 
like that's their thing. They like to sew or knit or whatever. They're making homemade masks. They're sharing them with the community, sharing them with healthcare workers. Um, there, there's a lot of positivity, a lot of people taking up new hobbies or old hobbies they used to have that are adding a lot of value to to other people, which is great to see. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the, the cooking thing too. I think people are experimenting, learning. Melissa's been doing lots of pizzas. So I, 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 I've enjoyed... I used to do all the cooking before and now she's kind of stepped up and is enjoying doing a bit of bits here and there and trying things out. So mm-hmm. things like that. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah. Another, you're a do it yourself type of guy at, you know, you're doing a lot of little jobs yeah. around the house, aren't you? I am. I am doing a lot of jobs around the house. So I guess I should preface this by saying, so we bought our house last year, almost a year ago. And you know, I was always told as a new homeowner that there's always something else to do. Like it, it never ends. There's always something to do. And I've quickly learned in the last six weeks that there's there's always something to do. I guess you just kind of find yourself walking around saying, this would be better, or I could spend some time doing this, or, you know, how can I improve this in here? And the fact that, <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you a story in a minute, but a lot of your experts in a lot of like home appliances or DIY fields are no longer doing those call outs now started to to do some of those jobs myself. So a couple of weeks ago, our boiler, we have an oil boiler in our backyard, our, uh, we turned our heat on. It was obviously before the weather was really nice and you could grill outside. Um, we turned, (laughs) we turned the heat on and if you had a grill, we turned the heat on and there was no, there was no heat. The radiators were cold. The the timer was on. We we couldn't really figure out what was going on. So I went out and the boiler was just not not ticking over. It wasn't. It didn't start. You know. So I called a plumber, and he basically said, you know, it's, I I would call out in traditional circumstances, but because it's not an emergency, I'm not going to come out. But I can certainly walk you through how to do it. So all that was wrong was the boiler was air locked. I unfortunately let the oil run too low air got into the boiler, the boiler shut off. It's like a safety kind of feature, I guess. Uh, But over the phone, he walked me through how to bleed the boiler, reset it, get it all started uh, going again. And sure enough, once we had oil in the tank, everything was was working uh, as normal. So, you know, that's that's a new skill I have now acquired is, wait, do you need your boiler bled? Because I know how to do that now. You you don't have to call that that expert anymore and, and, you know, pay X amount of money uh, to do it. So, I'm enjoying doing the DIY and I think without this, you know, lockdown, I would never have learned that that new skill. So for me that that that's a benefit. Yeah. No, I I like that one, but I think seeing I, I probably I should probably step up in this, but Melissa's been really good at you know organizing activities for the kids, teaching them certain things that I think we would never have taken the time to work with them on their numbers. And they know oh, yeah. our numbers and stuff like that. So just, I kind of put that under the the do it yourself type of category. You yep. know, teaching your kids Absolutely. yourself. You know, I've got more time, so I'm like, oh yeah, come on in the kitchen with me. I'll show them how to make pasta. You know, we're doing stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think um, just taking the time to to show the kids how to do certain things. Uh, you know, doing yard work and stuff like that's been 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 an enjoyable aspect of it. You know, starting yeah. to be a little bit more independent. Where I think. You know, in the past, we, we like you said, we pay for people to do that. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, it makes you reflect as well, you know, did I always need that, you know? Uh, I, I guess maybe in the time circumstances were different and I did, but if if I'm all up for if somebody can tell me how to do something, I'll 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 at least try it, you know, and see see if it works out. If it doesn't work out, I'll get the expert involved, but um for stuff like that, geez, it's 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 actually a very very valuable skill to have just in a day to day. Well, and that's where a few years ago we were like so busy. We we're traveling every weekend, just you know, adventures, positive things. Right. We felt like, ah, geez, we never have time to clean the house. So mm. we said, you know what, this is a luxury in life, but it's a luxury that we want to enjoy. So we said we pay for someone, you know, a couple times a month to come in and pay for cleaner, which I never thought I would do that. You know, we've been doing it, found a lady here in, in Ireland as well. And, you know, it's just, it's just nice because it's like you don't spend your Saturday morning in one sense cleaning. But we've actually enjoyed that now the last couple of weeks. You yeah. know, it's just be able to get, get the kids. They do a bit of cleaning themselves. You know, it's just, yeah, obviously we can't travel or anything like that. So we're around a lot more, you know, so... But it's been uh, that's been nice just to take take back that type of stuff there, and you feel good doing stuff yourself, like you said, rather than having to be dependent upon other people. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting you mentioned there about getting the kids in, involved in stuff. Um, I have a few jobs out the back. If Kieran wants to come over, <laughs> once the lockdown is over. There's there's a few jobs here he can he can start. Um, yeah. No no problem. Yeah. You're very good at getting my son to do work. I am not. <laughs> I can't get him to pick up um, his own trash or anything like that out the back. He's <laughs> he's he's pretty brutal. Elena Elena will you know after about a five minute argument, um, she'll she'll start cleaning up. He will not clean up for me. So you can come <laughs> and put my son to work at my house. We'll do that. Right. So. <laughs> and. It uh, Moving on to, to our last, um, well, it's our last that, that we had documented, but um, one of the, the final best things, there there are many, but, uh, and I think a lot of listeners and watchers can, uh, you know, relate to this one is we don't have to commute anymore. And, and this probably has bigger knock-on effects for the climate and so on. But as I mentioned earlier, traditionally, I would be getting up jumping in the car at 6 a.m. on the road. Typically, it's probably a 20-kilometer journey that in the morning will take me 30 minutes. In the evening, has taken me up to an hour and 20 minutes, depending on, on traffic. But that is certainly one thing that uh, is amazing. I get up now. I spend time with my family. I have breakfast here at home. And um, I my commute to work is is going upstairs so i'm uh, that is certainly a huge benefit that i'm taking from this from this lockdown no commute well, well and the, the knock-on effects of this are going to be massive in my opinion i think from first off geez we've given the the earth a bit of two months rest the at this stage yeah. and that's i mean i'm just hopeful like some scientists can put together some research around the positive effects of less, I, I don't know if they will. That's just one of my hopes is that people go, look, look what's happening because we just, you know, they could show less pollution and stuff like that. I mean, hopefully that could inspire some people to change community habits. But I also think this feeds into this other aspect, which is workplaces. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, which is, 
our business is going to be like, do we actually need to have everybody in the office all the time? Right. Probably not. It's going to be huge. Yeah. And so it's going to have an impact potentially on real estate because businesses aren't going to need as big as offices, but it's going to have a bigger impact on commute, the climate, um, just, just it, it actually take more people off the road. So even if you think about the Dublin area, just how crazy it is, yep. just quality of life. Oh yeah. You know? Huge. But imagine if you were like, it looks just look at a country like Ireland. If you're able to work for even one of these tech companies, but you can live down near the coast town in Kerry and just, right. they want you to come up once a week or something like that. That'd be amazing. You know, Unbelievable. like yeah. it would, and it would honestly, if people could work from places farther out, it would, I think be great for the country because it wouldn't just concentrate everybody in one small yeah. area, but it would, it would revitalize a lot of areas that I think are really struggling mm -hmm. in many counties in the country that are struggling because everybody's just all the jobs are in, in, in Dublin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would, it would take the pressure off Dublin number one. And then number two, like you said, the rejuvenation, I mean, uh, there's parts of myself. I'm from North Kerry. There are parts of North Kerry that, you know, young people are, are just leaving in their droves, not anymore, obviously, because they can't, but um, leaving in their droves traditionally in the last couple of years that have just been decimated um, with, with companies moving to big cities, you know, no local jobs, all that kind of stuff to, to have the opportunity for people to, to now work remotely would be unbelievable for those kind of places it would it would really breathe new life into those local communities and um and just allow them to to survive and sustain themselves for a couple of more generations um because the way it's going you know the way it's going before the pandemic the way the way it was going was you know everybody was concentrated on cities the cities were sprawling uh, suburbs were getting pushed further and further out it was leading to other issues maybe social issues as a result of this you know, just to take that pressure off the cities would, would be of huge benefit uh, as well. So, yeah, I, I think there's massive knock-on effects to this one. I think a lot of companies will realize it's it's important to meet in person for certain things, but people don't all need to be in every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and you already worked a little bit from home. Yeah. But I think, I mean, even from my own business standpoint, it's caused me because I travel and I was pretty insistent up until the pandemic that I had to be on site for certain things, like just to be a speaker, to do workshops, to interact with people. I needed to be on site. And and there is of a great value of that, but mm -hmm. it's, it's caused me to pivot as a business to use the virtual learning to deliver some training for coaches and as I've learned more and more about different platforms like Google Hangouts and Zoom, there's actually some benefits of being able to connect people and bring them together through the virtual world that you that are probably harder to achieve in the, in and you know, physically being in the same room together. So, I, I've I've seen even just from my own standpoint, my own business, that this this is changing things moving forward. This isn't just a change for the next few months. Right. This will change how I do business. For the foreseeable for yeah. you know for the foreseeable future so yeah. it's i think that's an exciting benefit there coming mm -hmm. from all this for sure
Yeah. I think a lot of businesses will hopefully realize that as well. A lot of them we can already see, like yourself, are starting to pivot and starting to um, adapt, I guess, to the the virtual world, whereas before they were relying on the physical. Now, now it's more virtual. And I think a lot of them are starting to adapt. We talked about, you know, pints to your door and all the rest of it. It's amazing <laughs> to see the innovation that that's actually happening because of this. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think innovation is going to come from a, you know, this is probably down another rabbit hole, but in the medical field to, for us to be able to trace and keep track of, you know, even just flu and different viruses yeah. like that, mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be better procedures. I, I think there's a lot of things that are learned from it. I honestly, I'll be honest here. And I'll, I'll admit this. I was not a big wash my hands guy. Okay. Like I wasn't always washing my hands every, every, all the time in life. And my whole theory was, this was a very selfish theory, but obviously I'd wash my hands after the bathroom, but I wasn't constantly, I was like, I, I believed in, there's, there's, there is benefits of having dirt and just not being too. Oh like, yeah. 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 You know, watch, uh, I listened to a blind boy podcast on that, but um, I was just kind of like, I don't ever get sick. You know, that was mm -hmm. my whole thing is I don't, I don't get sick. So clearly what I'm doing is not hurting me, right. but, now through this, I realized, well, I could not have been sick, but I could still be spreading diseases. So yeah. I think just even changes in our own life, lifestyle have yeah. are, are going to come about because of this that are that are beneficial to the world. So, hugely positive. Yeah, hugely positive. Um, the, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you yeah. have, did you, did you have anything else you're going to bring up? No, go ahead. My hope is, and I know it's, you're seeing a bit of a, the world respond to this pandemic. And I don't think it's a unified across the world response. I think certain leaders won't be named are not <laughs> doing the best to work with other people. But I think there Have is you taken your daily disinfectant dose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, try, I did my shot of dead all this morning. You know? Oh, good stuff. Just want to check to make sure. Fight that. Yeah. Um, but I think bottom line is we are there is a lot of good things happening as far as the response that we're getting, people pulling together across the world. And I think that inspires hope for future big challenges down the line, especially in relation to climate change, yeah, which we need to tackle as a as a world, uh, even just obesity um, and and those various health issues like that. I think, man, if we could have that this type of response to these things that are like of climate change, which is going to, you know, crush this planet if we don't yeah. respond appropriately, and we're not as 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 a, as a planet. So my hope is that at certain points there can this this can teach us, and it can be a catalyst for for global change. Yeah. You know, change in a, in a global response because ultimately change is positive. Um, I've always thought that and especially now we i think everyone is is slowly realizing that we need to change our habits for health reasons for inclusion reasons for uh climate reasons you know we can't we can't grow as a society without change so it's it's hopefully i guess something that that will happen yeah well and i think it's restricted this whole thing is restricted people's freedom right mm. we talked about that, that was one of the big issues of the deniers last week we talked about it as it's restricted their freedom and they're not able to do what they want, which is 
the number one reason I think people deny climate change is because it's telling them they can't drive a Hummer and they right. can't have they can't have every light on in the house. They can't, you know, all these different things. It's like, you know, you need to all the I guess the biggest people's biggest worry, I think, you know, and so I think by restricting people's freedom and them realizing, oh, this isn't the end of the world, hopefully this is it can move things along and certain things like that. So I think that's a good place to to leave it, JP, that you know, this is not the end of the world. There are certainly some positives to be taken from this. There are benefits. Um, and if you, you know, can take any benefits uh, from it, please do. If, if you find any of these beneficial that, that we've mentioned, let us know. Um, I, I do hope you enjoyed this episode of Pandemic Pints and, and that you took some value from it. If so, please do get in touch. You can drop an email to pandemicpints at gmail.com. You can like and comment on the video. You can leave a review of the podcast. It will help us out a lot. Uh, we will try and respond to everybody and, and give you a quick quick shout out in, in next week's episode uh, if we can. Special shout out this week to Stuart over at Coleman Content. We'll put his link in the description. Stuart, sort us out with a, an amazing new logo. Um, Love it. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, we we approached Stuart. I know Stuart um, already. We approached him. I mean, gave him basic, basic ideas. And the man came back with this thing and it was fantastic. We love it. So uh, if you guys out there need some help with any content, marketing, um, design, give Stuart a shout. Uh, we'll put his link in the description. Um, and I think that's it. So until next week. We will see you then. Cheers, JP. Slow chill. See you later.